0: Fresh meat. The Halloween franchise is in a pretty good place right now. With the recent release of Halloween Kills and the already announced Halloween ends, the series still has plenty of steam left in it. But prior to David Gordon Green and Danny McBride reviving the franchise, Rob Zombie had all but killed it. <laughs> While we've talked about Halloween 3D from Patrick Lussier and Todd Farmer, there was another script around the same time from a different horror duo. Rather than trying to continue the story started in Zombies version, this new film would serve as a reconfiguration. Today on The Horror Movie That Almost Was, we're taking a look at an alternate universe where Jamie Lee Curtis never returned to the series, and instead we were treated to Halloween Returns. Halloween has seen many ups and downs over the last two decades. Trick or treat, motherfucker! Yet its reverence with the fans has always been absolute. Totally. Because of this, the question of a new Halloween has never been one of if, but one of when. Malik Akkad has steered the ship since his father's untimely passing in 2005. After Zombies films took the series in a different direction, Akkad wanted to return it to its roots. Fresh off the success of multiple Saw films, Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan tried their hands at rebooting Michael Myers. Melton and Dunstan started off their career on the show Project Greenlight, where their script Feast was made into a feature. From there, they became regulars of the horror world, writing scripts for Saw 4-7 and Piranha 3 D. Eventually, they would develop their own original series, The Collector, which would then be followed by The Collection. While Melton would stick to writing, Dunstan would expand his talents to directing as well. With this kind of resume, it's no surprise that Akkad approached the duo about rebooting Halloween. I want to thank you guys for watching the horror movie that almost was, and ask that if you enjoy our shows, please subscribe to our channel right now. Like this video and click on the bell so you can be notified each time a new video goes up. And now, back to the show. There's one interesting concept that David Gordon Green brought to the series with his 2018 film Ignoring All the Sequels. His movie served as a direct continuation of the original film. While this has been met with mixed reactions, it still kept Carpenter's 78 original intact, and didn't have to deal with all the messy continuity problems. Dunstan and Melton decided to go in a completely different direction, and it's hard to imagine it being successful. See, their solution to the very complicated history of Michael Myers was just to do away with it completely, and write their own version of the events. That's right, completely retcon the first two films, and therefore the entire series. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. While the general story of Michael escaping from an asylum remains true, and he does kill some Haddonfield residents in the process, that's about all that remains the same. Instead of the four we see killed in the original, the body count is up to 12 here. Though we're not told exactly who. Loomis has been replaced by some guy named Dr. Paul Rogers, who was briefly mentioned in the original part two. Tell Dr. Rogers, tell him you couldn't find me, tell him anything. I can't leave Haddonfield now. He serves the exact same purpose as Loomis, so it really just feels like changing something to change it and it's changed in really arbitrary ways as well. It's alluded to that events of Carpenter's original actually happened, and yet the characters here all have cell phones and iPods, despite the fact that this would put the film in 1988. So the screenwriters are saying that Carpenter's original film happened, only it took place in the 2000s, and there were minor details changed. Why they didn't just show us these changes via a full-blown reboot is beyond me. To be perfectly blunt, there's not a whole lot out there about the production of this proposed film. While usually there's some bit of casting news, or the writers let something slip in an interview somewhere, but it appears as though Dunstan and Melton are still holding out hope that they'll be able to eventually return to this world. What we do have, though, is the script and boy is it confusing halloween returns picks up the night of michael's halloween escapades taking place entirely through michael's perspective we watch as he chases karen to a neighbor's house who is karen you might ask apparently she was friends with laurie annie and linda and is the sole survivor of the night why this couldn't just be the laurie character is anyone's guess like loomis laurie has just been shoved to the background While this part is really confusing, and serves to reconfigure the events of that night, it is cool to see an entire chase sequence through Michael's eyes. It really plays with the gimmick of the original film's opening, and expands upon it nicely. But that's essentially where the compliments end. The rest of the story follows beats that I have a hard time imagining being successfully pulled off. Dr. Rogers gives monologues to Michael about just how evil he is, and we're even given an over-the-top execution scene where Michael breaks out and kills a bunch of guards. Even saying that now, it feels more like a scene out of Rob Zombie's film rather than Carpenter's, which further muddies the message of what kind of Halloween they want this to be. And remember how I said that Halloween 2 was entirely retconned? Well, nobody tells Sheriff Gary Hunt, because he's the main sheriff here, despite Dunstan and Melton wiping away his storyline. Much in the same way that we follow Hunt and Loomis around in 2, we follow Hunt and Rogers around here, as they try and hunt down Myers. Adding to the cliches of this story, Hunt and Rogers have children who are romantically involved. Now, the best part of the screenplay is how Michael stalks Sophia. It feels very similar to how he stalked Laurie in the original, which makes the character feel consistent. Given all of these changes that are constantly happening to the established canon, it's nice to have one aspect that feels consistent. Notice how I haven't said anything about the town of Haddonfield? That's because outside of the opening, this doesn't take place in Haddonfield. Instead we're placed in the nearby town of Russellville. Again, it just feels like things are being changed just for the sake of change. The film ends with this great set piece at a farmhouse. This feels very reminiscent to part 5, and you can just imagine this being a standout moment in the film. However, the weird decision making doesn't ever seem to end. At one point Michael cuts Dr. Rogers' tongue, puts his mask on him, and sends him out to be shot by the cops. Again, it feels more of a tribute to Zombies version. When the cops enter the house, Michael is nowhere to be found. But a message is written in blood across the wall. This town will never be safe again. Excuse me, what? Michael's the type to leave up a crazy display of corpses, but spelling out a warning? That seems absurdly out of character and seems more in line with someone like Jigsaw. Which I suppose makes sense given the screenwriters. Taking a play out of the Marvel Studios handbook, Dunstan and Melton included a really cool post credit sequence. Rogers is in his hospital bed recovering from his encounter with Michael. Because apparently being shot a dozen times doesn't prove fatal. While well, he's talking with someone at his bedside who is revealed to be Dr. Sam Loomis. Who tells Rogers that. Michael is simply and purely evil. While I would have preferred the Rogers character to have just been Loomis from the start, this little stinger helps to satiate Halloween fans and ends the film on a cool moment. But that's where it all ended for Dunstan and Melton as well. Despite being only a month away from shooting in Louisiana, the production was completely scrapped. Dimension lost the rights to the series, and eventually the script was leaked online. While IMDB isn't exactly the most reliable when it comes to truthful information, they do have a listing on Dunstan and Melton's pages for Halloween Retold, which is said to be a reworked version of their Halloween Returns script and this does give us a little idea of the casting in that they would likely be going for unknowns rather than the wb trope that the series had fallen into in the past thankfully for us jason blum bought up the rights and we've been treated to david gordon green's halloween trilogy the real question for the franchise at this point is what will happen after halloween ends will we get another reboot Will they try to give the Jamie Lloyd character the same second chance that they gave Laurie? I, for one, would love to see Dunstan and Melton get their turn at the world of Michael Myers. Let's just leave all that retconning the original film well in the past. What's the boogeyman? Are there any unmade horror films that you want us to cover? Name the film below and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for watching our show. If you like what you see, please subscribe to our Joe Blow Horror Videos channel, tell your friends who like this sort of content, and turn on the bell to receive notifications for all of our latest videos. We're an independent company, and we appreciate all of your support.